Welcome to a very special edition of the Alpha Sports Podcast. We have our first guest on today. Uh, we are joined by a good friend of mine, J.D. Coffee. J.D. is a key contributor to the website cardconnect.com uh, and an occasional host on the radio show The Red Zone on 790 KRD, hosted by Nick Coffee. I'm uh, very excited about this interview. Uh, J.D. was very gracious and donated some of his time to help our growing podcast He's extremely knowledgeable about UofL sports, in particular football. Um, we discussed March Madness, UofL this past weekend, touched on the one-and-done rule uh, in regards to Duke and Kentucky, finished up with a recap of UofL spring football, actually. So a little teaser for UofL fans with spring football, how the team's looking. Uh, if you're a UofL fan, you'll definitely enjoy what he has to say. Our guest today is going to be J.D. Coffey. Um, J.D., I've known you for a few years now. Um, why don't you fill everybody in on exactly like what you do in the sports world? Well, uh, I am a, an occasional co-host for um, 790KRD from the noon to three hour. Um, the Red Zone, naturally. All, everyone already knows about that. Yeah, yeah, J.D. You know, it's the best show in the world. Yeah, okay. Uh, occasional co-host. I used to, occasionally you'll hear... Uh, here we refer to as the road dog because a lot of times I'll go on the road to remotes like we had here uh, for you today here at LAC Dixie. Um, but it started out to that and then it got into um, more studio time as well. So, you know, sometimes I'd co-host up to a few shows a week, but sometimes I'd disappear for a couple weeks. It just um, it's uh, it kind of comes and goes, but I'm getting back in track. You know, we. Uh, it's, it's a good time to, to get after it, you know? So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I generally have a focus in football, which is rare in this town. Yeah. You know, most people, uh, it, it's basketball heavy. But uh, my passion's in the pigskin. But, but by no means does that make, uh, uh, make, make the round ball a severe secondary. It's just as important as basketball, or as football is, and mm-hmm. especially this time of the year. Exactly. And we're, we're very fortunate to have J.D., uh, for those of you that don't know, I uh, actually manage a, a health club, and J.D. and his uh, cousin, Nick, yep. right, cousin, uh, came out and did a radio show for us, and J.D. was very gracious to donate a little bit of his time after so that we could talk for uh, for the podcast. So, uh, obviously, we know now that Louisville lost to Michigan. Um, J.D., and what, what's your opinion about, like, give me, give me the quick, in a nutshell, what how what happened? Uh, well, um, it's, it's kind of tough to put it in a Did Louisville lose? Did Michigan win? How did that, how did that all unfold? Honestly, I think it was, um, it was kind of both, you know, Louisville had some, some, uh, Louisville did a pretty good job defensively stopping Michigan for some spurts and spells, but the problem is when they did that, they couldn't capitalize on the offensive end. For example, if you're a Louisville fan and you watch that game, you know they were stuck on 21 points for like eight minutes on the clock. Yeah, which, I watched it. I mean, eight I... minutes on the clock is 20, 25 minutes of real time. You can't go scoreless for that long. That was a big problem is not capitalizing offensively when what they did was working defensively. Now, also, what was working offensively was kind of feeding the paint. Mango Mathieng, Louisville center, 
has really rounded out the last few weeks to, um, to really the last half of the season to be a very consistent threat in the paint. And early and often, Louisville was going to him and, and it was being successful. And then for some reason, at some point, they got away from him and started trying to utilize the backcourt more. I don't know why, but it wasn't working. And I think it ultimately cost him the game. Now, Michigan has been on this kind of fairy tale dream ride ever since the plane crash or whatever you yeah, want to call that, it. Yeah, that was a, that was well well designed by yeah. by, by yeah, right. yeah, I mean they were kind of dog crap for a lot of the regular season. They just didn't weren't playing very well. The Big Ten was thought of even by the NCAA selection committee to be inferior. Uh, they didn't see the Big Ten very well. Didn't give them a lot of praise. Um, and, and Michigan, you know, they helped lead people to that decision through the regular season. But then you go through the postseason through conference tournament play and then into now NCAA, and it's like they're the hottest team in the country all of a sudden. Yeah. And Louisville's lucky enough to have to run into those guys. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was a little both to answer your question. Yeah. Um, so with the dark cloud, you know, that's over the program, everything that's been going on, who deserves the credit for this season? Is it Patino? Is it the players? Did Patino have one of his greatest coaching years ever? Or are you going to no. give the praise to, to Donovan Mitchell, you know, all those guys, that they were the reason why? I mean, it's I can't imagine being a 19, 20-year-old kid and the amount of jokes that people sure. are making on your behalf. Yeah, it's you know it, it, it takes a lot of humility, and I think that's going to come from Coach Patino as far as him embedding that into them and, and teaching them to be humble and – and to not allow some of that, you know, outside distractions, you know, even and, and even something as small as this, and some, some people may think this is silly, but you know, he doesn't allow the guys to be um, on. Tw- I, I don't want to say they're not allowed to be on Twitter. They're going to view Twitter. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's, it's going to happen. They're nineteen to kids. So they're nineteen year old kids. Right. So they're not getting, but they're not getting into conversation uh, via Twitter. But so, but even little things like that. So I think he's giving them what he needs from the mental standpoint to, to be able to overcome it. And then they just have to grow the hell up and be mature adults. Yeah. That's basically what it comes down to. Uh, fortunately, while it is a young team, there are some upperclassmen like uh, Quinn Snyder and Mango Mathiang, guys that could help with, the, with the, the level of maturity I think that they needed to get to this point. Uh, and I think they really were kind of able to put it in the rear view and just go out and play ball. I really do. Where if I were in their shoes at 19, 20 years old, no way in hell. Yeah, I, I don't even know as a, as a fifth-year senior if I would have had the maturity yeah. to be able to just block all no, that out. Really tough, really tough. Of course, staying busy is key. And when you're a collegiate basketball player, you have not only the athletic part of your scholarship, but you have to keep up the academic standards as well. And it takes up a lot of time. It, it does. It, 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 it takes me back to a joke we were making quite a bit last year. At one point in the season, 10, 15 games in, all the guys' hairs, their haircut, they really needed haircuts. Yeah. Nappy heads all over the place. Uh-huh. Media, fans, fellow players in the locker room, everybody was talking about it. And I talked to one of the guys' father that, I, that I'm friends with, and he said, look, they need, they need haircuts because they don't have time to get haircuts because they're legitimately that busy between academia and athletics. And 
so those distractions have to be key to kind of get beyond. I think that. you see a lot of a lot of the football new locker rooms have barber shops in them now. Yeah. Now they don't have yeah. barbers because that's an. I think Oregon that's, started that. Way Oregon, back. Kentucky yeah. has one. Clemson's getting okay. one. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's that's kind of why that I mean that kind of makes more sense yeah. now. I just thought it was something cool that they were doing, but well, when you say it like that, it, it kind of yeah. it makes some yeah. sense from a functional standpoint. Yeah. So distractions has to be big and and focus a goal a mindset. You know, I think that all plays a part of it. Yeah. What about um, so we all know now that Duke lost to South Carolina. Um, what a dumpster fire! That yeah, was. that was. Is is Grayson Allen not the worst? Yes, he absolutely is. At least I, you're done. At least he's done now. Yeah, you know, I'm not one of the guys that often will key in on the villain. Yeah. Of different. It's so easy for scenarios. Duke to have villains though. They but have him, year in and year out. Yeah. Usually I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it's. It's fans and media like making a villain out of somebody, so we have somebody to hate and talk to and despise, and it's all part of the game. It's all part of, you know, just the hubbub. But with Grayson Allen, it was so easy to hate that kid and just to despise him because I think what made it – I can it's, it's kind of sounds stupid to say, but – Easiest part of hate him is that he did the same thing over and over and over and he over. He just didn't and care. Over and over. Continued on over the last couple of years, even on into postseason play, because uh, Louisville had some issues with him in uh, in the ACC tournament. Yeah, I think he, like, he had, what, three incidents with Louisville? Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. think it was anything against Louisville. I think he had more it was just Louisville bad. than anybody else. But yeah, it was just bad luck. Just, yeah, and, how many, you know, they played often, of course. But, uh, but, no, I mean, he's a guy who – he's bad for college basketball. If he was sitting right here next to me, I'd say the same thing. It's yeah. Not just me behind a mic in a room uh, on a podcast. I just – it disgusts me. And it's the same way with uh, – oh, what's the guy in the NBA? I'm not a huge NBA fan, but uh, plays for Golden State. Um, you know, he's always kicking people. In the Durant. Oh, Draymond. Uh, Draymond Green. Yeah. It's the same thing for him. He does it so many times, you just can't – it's just not okay, and he just makes it so easy to have so much disdain and, and dislike for him. It's just disgusting, and I hate it for the sport. I really do. Yeah, I'm it, okay with a villain, but not that way. You know, yeah, I mean? it, it just seems like, and, and everyone tries to say, Duke especially tries to say, we're not held on different standards, but yet, yeah. you know, you get suspended for a game for yeah. kicking, for habitually kicking people. Yep. I don't, did you see Emil Jefferson last night? Just, no. He was just berating the official. Something. I mean, screaming at him. And getting away. Turn, and turned around. So started walking away. Turned around, came back, started yelling at him again. Like, I mean, just making an absolute. And, and got away with it. Yeah, and nothing happened. They sh- they're shooting free it's throws. It's a different standard. He's standing there on the are. block. That's one thing me as a Louisville fan, me as a Kentucky fan, we can all agree with. That Duke, there is certainly a double standard. Uh, you'll hear people say that about North Carolina. Uh, you'll hear people say that about Kansas. I disagree necessarily on those two. It's not like it is with Duke. No, I don't know what it is. There's not even a lot of people in the media that went to Duke. They all went to Northwestern. Yep. You know, so I don't know what kind of what ties they have to Duke. Yeah, Coach K's great. He's probably the greatest basketball coach of all time. But But what's the benefit for the officials? Yeah, that doesn't mean you have everyone in the world has to stroke his ego. I I don't know why. I agree. So, do you think since we're talking about Coach K, you think it hurts with the one his one and dones now? I mean, he kind of adopted it and. You know, obviously, he adopted, did obviously well Cal, Cal started the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone criticized him in the media uh, for doing it, that he cared about athletics oh. first. And he was open about it. He's like, look, yep. my, I'm trying to get guys in the NBA. Yep. You'd be a fool not to try and recruit the best player in the nation. Sure. You play, you're, you're playing the game way the, the way the rules are set up, but then people don't like it when you play the game the right way. Mm-hmm. 
It, so. It'll be interesting to see what happens now because obviously Coach K has been successful for 30 years at Duke oh, yeah. doing what he's always done. And then when he adopted the one and done, he had success with it right away. Uh, and now he's in a year where it hasn't really given him that no, success. No, I mean, he had the number one, according to most polls, he had the number one and the number two. Yeah. Giles and Tatum were one and two. Now, Dude's Giles, is, Giles has been hurt with injuries, so that's, he gets a pass with that. Mm-hmm. But Giles is, or Tatum's been healthy. He's got a hell of a lot of talent, and he's out in second round. Okay, that seems Can't really happen. familiar. So it'll be interesting to see. I feel like if, we're going down this road again yeah. from a couple years ago. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he goes, if he kind of gets away from it or sticks to it and says this was an off year. It, you know, and how many more years do we have in him to even to even go? It, 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 I was kind of surprised to see him make changes in this position in his career. Anyway, Tino's a good example of a guy that's not making a whole lot of changes, mm-hmm. and they're in similar positions uh, in their coaching career. So. What about um, B.J. King? Wasn't he kind of one-and-done-ish? Um, I, mean, I know Patino doesn't do the whole one-and-done thing. He develops right. guys, and he's one of the best at doing it, even even when he was at Kentucky. You just, know, it's hard to say because it, it it's hard to know how V.J. would do if he went to do or if he went yeah, to exactly. Kentucky, where there are programs that they put a focus yeah. on those high-five-star talent guys. You know, Don't you think if you're a kid, though, and I know, I mean, I, I have an idea of what Louisville sells, you know, mm-hmm. I, but if you're a kid like VJ, aren't you? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, aren't you? Aren't you trying to get to the NBA? I mean, you are a guy well, top top fifty. What was he? Top twenty five? Even uh, probably in, top thirty five. Right, you're sure. a guy yeah. that's that's classified as one and done. Mm-hmm. So why are you going to a school? I'm not trying to bash the kid yeah, at no, all no. by any means. I mean, I I'm sure he went there for reasons. Mentality. I don't think. I think it's attitude mentality. I don't know that he has the. Obviously, he thinks he's one of the best basketball players in the country. And he and rightfully he should. The NBA. But I think certain guys have that ego, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Like, it doesn't matter ego. where I go, I'm going to be a one and done, so I'm going to go to the place that I like best. I think some kids kind of just are more mentally prepared to improve. Is that, yeah. you know, where... Uh, He's got to have some mental mental fortitude. I mean, right. he chose to go to U of L after right. all this stuff came out. I mean, right. He's got to have something yep. up, upstairs. Um, and I think maybe the kid thinks Rick Pitino is the right guy to mold him into the best basketball player he can be, whether that takes one year or three years or four years. Maybe that's where his mindset is. It almost has to almost be in a position uh-huh. like that. You know, Lowell's got five-star kid, Lance Thomas, coming in. Yeah, they got they another guy coming in. four kids coming in. Three of them are four stars. One of them's a five-star. And, you know, that guy's probably considered one and done. But yeah, do he's I in the think one and done category. leave after one year? Probably not because that just doesn't happen in a Rick Pitino system. It's hard enough for a true freshman to get minutes in Rick Pitino system anyway. VJ's, mm-hmm. you know, a guy who, you know, he – oh, I don't know. What would he – his average probably eight minutes game. Maybe I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of U of L games. I'll be honest with you, but, well, but I, I check the stat sheets and it's it, low. Not only is he not, you know, a some games he's non-existent. Guy, but, right. Some some games, if he's playing shitty defense, I don't know if I can say that. On That's your fine. Podcast, we cuss all the time. If he's saying shit, if he's playing shitty defense, he's not getting eight minutes. He's going to get three or four minutes in the game. So, um, you know, you just got to be. You got to know what you're getting going into, and that's one thing Rick Pitino has always said. But he's very upfront when he's recruiting these guys, and he's, he tells them what to expect. And it's not a, you're not going to come in 
and B, the cat's ass right out of the gate. I guess I should say the card's ass right yeah. out of the gate. But, <laughs> but you know, I mean, he, he's always been very upfront with them and let them know that. And, uh, you know, if they're willing to come, be patient, learn, mold, grow, um, then it's probably the right place for them. Yeah. How many more years do you think Patino's at Louisville? I mean, I don't want to talk about who's coming next because it, whoever yeah, it is, he's gonna he's, he'll get he'll get crushed. Whoever it is, um, but you know, I mean, I, you, I, you I think was, he goes? You think he retires at Louisville? You think he goes somewhere else? Maybe in a couple years, like a UNLV, a UCLA, somewhere that's re- nice. I think he retires within five six years. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. he's got so he's got close ties to Vegas. He's got close ties to Miami. I don't know, maybe. He he thinks that you know because I'm Rick Pitino I don't have to recruit as hard if I go to the mm-hmm. University of Miami. People, mm-hmm. you know I'm in Miami now because he goes there half the time anyway. Well, he's got property know. down there. It'd be really hard for him to compete for a national title in Miami at Miami. Mm-hmm. He's um, got all the accolades he needs. I, right, uh, I, but I don't see him going somewhere that he where he can't compete for yeah. a national title. Uh, I don't see him doing. I'm just throwing out my. I'm just throwing Miami no, out right, as an but, example because it's a nice city, right? But I don't see him doing a Howard Snellenberger. Yeah, where you leave, so, and, and and then you just start going and building programs. I don't see Rick Pitino doing that. His ego's too large, colossal for something like that to do. Uh, so I think he will retire at Louisville. Unless something with the scandal changes. Yeah, that. yeah. But if, if that's, we'll leave that aside. If, if that's kind of put to bed on Pitino's terms. Then I think he retires at Louisville, and I think it's in within five or six years. Yeah, so we like to have a little bit of fun on here. Um, so if you were a white guy at the end of the bench, so you're a walk-on, mm-hmm. what would be your go-to three-point celebration? Oh, man. Um, ooh, There's some good ones. Monmouth was good last year doing it. There was a kid yesterday that was doing, like, the sprinkler with, like, three goggles in his hand. You know, I don't know if I would be as fun. I really liked uh, Luke Hancock's Three to the Dome or whoever started that. I think that was mellow. And it might have been. I really liked that. There was nothing real fancy about it. Uh, I always liked the guy when he when he when he he uh, when he really drains a three to to keep his his arm extended straight up with his wrist. The Jordan, yeah. I just love that, and he just backs up slowly or just. Starts running backwards down the, you know, what I mean, just stays in that position. Yeah. I've always liked that. It's really cocky. Uh-huh. And that's probably why I like it. Um, what about if you were the guy on the bench, the guy down at the very end? Oh the, yeah, the walk oh, yeah, on. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, the walk on. Late Monday, the so five foot yeah. seven white guy oh, who man. can barely dribble. Ooh, um, what's that old? Uh, what's that old uh, dance move called? The dolphin. Get on the sideline right in front of the bench and start doing the dolphin. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Now, I grew up in West Louisville, the yeah. only white family on the street, so I know all about the Dolphin. Yeah, I'd probably have to do something like that. Have something to be seen. Uh, Ryan McMahon, uh, white kid on Louisville's bench, you know, he's the one you always hear the story Yeah, about. does Louisville have any good ones? Well, he started in the game yesterday. Uh, I want to say it was Dingadell's dunk, early dunk. Anyway, whatever it was, he got up off of the bench and kind of started celebrating, not, not doing anything yeah, specific, yeah, yeah. but started celebrating. And Fred Hina, who's the team doctor or whatever, Fred Hina's three times the size of this five foot six inch Ryan McMahon, and he just grabbed him by a shirt like he was a little rag doll <laughs> and essentially put him in his place, and it was really – so he, he attempted to do that, and it didn't work. So I'm not so sure if I was on Rick Tino's bench, I would even have yeah. the opportunity <laughs> to do that. Um, 
who you got? Who's your uh, dark horse for the final four? So now that Sweet Sixteen is set. Who you got? You got any sleepers to the final um, four? I, I mean, mean, even the championship game. I think if you West want to go Virginia's that bold. got a good shot. Yeah. Uh, I do you do. think they make it to the title game? Uh, I don't know. You know, they'd have to beat Arizona, and I, and I think Arizona's going to be a tough out. Um, it's 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 going to be real interesting. I want to see what Gonzaga's going to do, and we're going to learn what they're going to do when they face West Virginia. Because mm-hmm. I think West Virginia's legit. I still don't think we know what we're going to get out of Gonzaga because they still really haven't played anyone that we know Yeah, I'm good. still not sold on the fact when people saying they're better than they were last year. They lost so many guys in the NBA, yeah. Yeah. and yet they're better somehow. Right. I mean, granted, what's it, Karnofsky – what, is that his name? Oh, don't he? Yeah. The big dude. I'll leave that one to you. He's a monster. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I fully believe he yeah. is amazing because yeah. I've seen him against other six foot ten centers mm-hmm. and he dwarfs them. Yeah. You know, he's, he looks like a, you know, a, a lumberjack. Yeah. He's just enormous with a massive beard and shaved head. Uh, he, he looks like he plays for Gonzaga. I sh- you know what I should say? I should say Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> that way he lost to the mobile. champion. But I'm just not going to because I'm still not a believer in Michigan, to be honest with you. But, you know, that would be this. The sexy pick for me to say Michigan yeah. because Louisville they just beat Louisville and that would of course make Louisville look better if they. Made I was really game. hoping that Rhode Island was going to pull off that W against <laughs> against uh, who they play Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we would have had at well, least someone deep down we could have could have right. dug out maybe Oregon. Well, Rhode Island Oregon, makes a run. I thought Oregon was going to not do. I mean, I, they lost that center. I thought that was curtains for them. And yeah, I actually I actually didn't even know that the center got hurt. Yeah. So I filled out my bracket, had him going far. And then one of my buddies was like, dude, you know that their center's yeah. like not playing anymore. Yeah. Tore his ACL. Yep. So I went back and took him out. And he was their best player. Yeah. And then now they're still doing well. So, so what, all right, what about uh, NBA draft-wise? So who you got number one? Are you taking the, the ball, the that train wreck of a of – an, of a, I, guess, I don't want to say family because that sounds horrible, but like that true. that train wreck of a situation, or you you going with Markel Fultz out of Washington, the kid that somehow picked Washington to go to. Oh man, There's something wrong good. with that. Well, Lorenzo Romar must have deep pockets. Um, I'm gonna probably. It, it really depends on who gets that pick because there's certain there's certain brands that can handle the drama that would come with Ball and his family. Some that could even feed off of that and mm-hmm. use that for success. But then there's some that are so fragile, they need to stay as far away from that as possible. Um, so it kind of depends on who ends up with that pick. Let's say, let's say, let's say LA Lakers. I think they're, I think they're I one they're of ball. the, they're ball, they're ball all day. Yep. I think they're ball all day. I think they can handle it. Marco okay Fultz just seems like a guy who would go to the 76ers and disappear for four years. Yeah, he does. Well, a lot of people <laughs> go to the 76ers and disappear, but, you The know. good news is he's not a center, because yeah. they got nine of those guys. Yeah. Uh, he's a guy, if he could make his way on a roster like Boston, you know, he he, he could be a long-term success. I think Boston has everyone's picks this year. They do. They do. <laughs> They've got like and 19 can, draft you know, picks. Yeah. There's only 60, they have a third it, of them. It's pretty rowdy. And, and when people talk about um, uh, Brad Stevens... To the Hoosiers, it's like, nowhere. why in the hell would that happen? He's making he really a missed shit ton of money. Really missed recruiting and yeah. not seeing his well, family. Yeah. He's making a, a, a shit ton of money. He's a success, and he's got all these picks that he can then kind of just do who knows what with. I mean, and he doesn't have a ton of stars either. He's got Horford and Isaiah yet. Thomas. He's got a he's crutch. He's Isaiah Thomas. He's got a crutch that, yeah. you know, it, let's see what he can do before um, – yeah. You know, if now we give him some time people, for him to leave. no, he ain't going. He may, there. he may, he may yearn to get back in the college game one day, but it's not now. No chance in hell. 
You think offer goes to IU? Why would you leave UCLA for IU? I agree. I, I think it's only if – well, okay. I mean, if he the stays at UCLA, he he's got he's got th- five more yeah. balls coming down the line The reason that he, he would is because with. of his heritage. Yeah. With, with you know, he's a Hoosier through and through. Um, I feel like he was in the running for that job a while he back. He was. And he – well, he wanted to be in the running, and he wasn't in the running. And it was when he was at Iowa or Iowa, Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa. And at that time, he wanted to be in the running, and he wasn't. Now that he's been a success, his name's there. So to yeah. me, that makes me a little salty. But you've got the you've got name. the little cherry picking Lamal uh, Lamelo ball sitting yep. in your back pocket right now, yep. coming down the line two years later. You're going to have Lonzo 2.0. Well, if you're talking about, I mean, they're going to have to throw. I mean, it's yeah. IU basketball; they can throw a lot of money at him. So well, money's not going to be an issue. If you're talking about your blue blood college basketball powerhouses. Mm-hmm. You can name them. You got Duke, North Carolina, Louisville, Kentucky. IU, in my opinion, right now is 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 has now worked its way to the outside looking in. I think I think you're right. I think it won't take very much at all to get them back in that conversation. True. I think the right head coach is all it's going to take because I think they can recruit well. There's so much. Talented high school basketball in the state of Indiana, your backyard. Um, money, there's plenty of money. So, you know, the facilities, while they're not KFC Yum Center mm-hmm. or, or even Rep Arena at this point, uh, they're still kind of got that theatrical, well, heritage is another word to be used there, too. It's it's just that, you know, it, it's they've just got everything they need except that coach. So I think. You know, I think they've already got someone in mind because I, I was listening to another show. I might see him go after Chris Mack and Xavier. I yeah, that'd, that'd be, be nice. I, I thought that would have been a good fit for Louisville last year if, if they decided to part ways with Tino right. after all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I I couldn't handle that Bill Murray circus though. Like, yeah, that's tough, man. Like that's just because he shows up, like everyone freaks out. Yep. Um, but no, I I, like I think Judd. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I do think that uh, they've they've got someone in mind. At IU because I was I was listening to another radio show and they were saying that like his buyout drops to one million oh yeah on like June first that's 1st. why he was and yeah. right now it's four so yeah. three million dollars you've got to already know what you want to do pretty much do so you can lock him in or just a donor came in and said I will write the check today <laughs> how many Get zeros do I Delta need? Bravo out of here right now <laughs> yeah so uh, we'll let you go one more just one more question. Uh, for the U of L listeners, give us the the little one minute uh, recap of spring football. How's that going? Well, it's just starting. Um, what it's 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 really interesting because Louisville has two guys right now that are going to be major components that are not going to be involved in the spring ball at all. Jalen Smith, who is their uh, from a production standpoint, their top returning wide receiver. Uh, Jonathan Grenard, who's going to be a backup defensive front seven guy this year. But for me, he's the future of the of the defensive front seven for Louisville. He's out all spring with a hip. He had surgery on a, a hip. Um, speaking of hip, Trayvon Young, a guy who's missed 16 months, uh, is back from his dislocated hip. And he's a guy who will likely play himself into Sundays because uh, he was that good coming off of his, his, uh, his junior season. And um, now he'll be a redshirt senior, back ready to go. So I'm really excited for that. Um, gonna have to get uh, some leadership stepping up in secondary. That's gonna be a, a key thing 
for this offseason. Bobby Petrino said that today at the spring uh, press conference. And uh, Lamar Jackson still needs to get about 10 pounds on him. He's up to 200 now. He's there you go. 207 to 210. So cheeseburgers for all. Yes. What? Uh, what's, your, what's their final record? It's a pretty shitty schedule this year. Is so it? they better get 10 wins. And it probably won't get them in the playoffs because it's a shitty schedule. They don't play yeah. anybody. I think if, yeah, if you, I haven't looked at their schedule, but if you've got a bad schedule, you got to win. You got to go eleven and you one. Have, you have you've to. got the you got the nice fallback plan of the, of it being the ACC. Yeah. So you've got that. And they really yeah, they really should have more than ten wins. Honestly, it's yeah. it's a pretty shitty schedule. Last year wasn't great, and this year's worse. Does Lamar go back to back? No, it's impossible. I yeah, mean, I mean, he'll be picked apart. Even if he had a better season this year than he had last, they'll find enough. They'll find a flaw. It. Yep. It's just it's almost impossible to go back to back. Yeah, so that's it. J.D., I really appreciate the time. Yes, sir, Thank no you problem. very much for uh, being our first ever guest on yeah, the show. Thanks for having Hopefully me. Hopefully we'll have you back uh, come football time. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks. That is all we have for you today. Again, want to thank J.D. for his time. I hope to have him back when football gets into full force. Remember, you can follow us at Alpha Sports Pro on Twitter and Instagram or find us on Facebook. Uh, JD is actually on Twitter as well, at JD underscore coffee. That's C-O-F-F-E-Y. Stay tuned for our um, first two rounds of the Bracket episode. That should be released in the next day or so. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done